Welcome to our third instalment of Loose Lips. Here with me, Ben Random. We're going to be speaking with a gent, Craig Crouchman, who's going to be coming into the group as soon as he does. We'll be able to begin our conversation. He is a videographer who is based in Toon, the Toon, in Geordieland, Newcastle. So we'll be speaking to him about setting up your own business, your own enterprise, and then looking to tap him up for some tricks of the trade as well. But uh, for those of you that are new to Loose Lips, what it is, it's a chat show based on good vibes only. So we've had a plethora of guests over the past four weeks getting into detail with their life story and what it, what it is for them, their successes, how they've overcome obstacles and basically looking to share optimism with the people that are watching as well. So thank you everybody who does tune in. If you're looking to see any of the back catalogue, then do get involved on Pop Cult Sheet on YouTube and you can find everything there. Craig's actually in the group, so he's just going to send me a request. Shout out as well, Pete, who I interviewed on Darion, interviewed him last week. Here we go, the request is coming through. See if the technology does its thing. Hey. Why, hi. How do, mate? You good? I'm good, how are you? Not too bad, not too bad. Oh, mate, first of all, I'm loving that chandelier and that bit above it. It looks well regal. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. People don't own it, but yeah. <laughs> I can tell you set your shut up perfectly, you know what I mean? Backdrop, <laughs> I've, I like got the, uh, I've got the old um, blank word document going on <laughs> to give us a key light. <laughs> uh, how have you been? Not too bad, mate, yeah. Busy, busy. Um, but yeah, all good. So have you, still, have you still been busy then through this time? I know... Um, yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry, yeah, go so, on. No, but, so we've just... Um, I've kind of thrown myself into a couple of like online marketing courses and we've been doing this little series called surviving social distancing on IGTV on our uh, wedding filmmaking company's page and people seem to like it. So we kind of kept doing it and it started off like, um, like clues in the name, like what to do, like during social distancing and stuff. And it's kind of like, it's almost changed a little bit to like, cause from the very first episode it was like five weeks ago, and it was when social distancing was kind of like, you know, the lockdown was only like kind of on the horizon. No one really knew about it yet. And I was watching them back the other day and I was like, God, how much has changed? Like, not only like have I got so much hair on the side of my head, like not being able to go to the barbers, <laughs> mate, it's been so hard. Uh, it's, it's bad, isn't it? What is um, under here, mate? I'm super fair. I've shown everyone, so I'll show you as well. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to grow out the task, you see, so... I could see you were, like, doing that whole, like, uh, <laughs> Monopoly Man thing as you were speaking. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to keep it, like, I look, like, you know, a bit weird. But thought, you know, not going really to get another chance like this. Um, so, yeah, anyway, off on a tangent. I'm, I'm, yes. sure, that's I'm sure that's going to happen a few times. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's kind of changed a little bit, that that social distancing things changed a bit because um, it started off like, right, here's a few like ideas of things to do. And as like the episodes went on, it's like, right, shit, like, you know, lockdown now, shit's getting real, you know? Um, and then up to now, it's just like, right, 
this is what we're doing to pass the time. This is what we're doing. This is how we feel about certain things. You know, I've got, a, I've got another episode planned for either this week or next week. Just talking about, like, probably some of the stuff we're going to talk about today. Like, the fact that four or five weeks ago, it was, like, the initial, like, ah, moment, you know? And there was, like, two weeks followed of, like, ridiculous long 14-hour days just trying to keep on top of everything. Which, in hindsight now, was like wasted energy, you know, because like trying to figure out questions, like answers to questions that you don't even know what the questions are yet, you know, like, and because everything's just changing so much, like so rapidly, it was just like, right, well, halt, slow down a bit, you know. I think you're inclined to jump into it like you did because that's the thing, it's the uncertainty. But then as time sort of prevails, you see your best way of managing it yourself and what you can get out of it in a sense of what do you want to be what how do you want to be set up when this is all when everything resumes yeah well i mean i don't know like whoever's like watching that i don't know if they know like what i do primary for a living like i film weddings for a living so they can you know you can understand how that's all been knocked back minimum for the next five months um probably longer like as time goes i'm kind of coming to grips with the fact that it probably is going to, you know, be affected well in at least the next year. It's going to be affected. Maybe not the actual weddings, but there's going to be nowhere near as many people going to be able to go to these weddings. Um, so it's just kind of slowly trying to prepare for this kind of thing. But the main reason I started doing these things was because our, I've, I got made redundant from my job about a year ago, like around about now. And, uh, you know, I was, full, I was filming some IBE stuff with you guys and stuff. And I, I did, like four or five weddings before that point. And I kind of threw myself into like starting this wedding film business. And um, like the, the plans were in motion before that, but like, this is what like, you know, that was like the thing that was going to like, you know, that's what I was going to concentrate most of my efforts on. And we spent all last year getting everything in place and getting, um, you know, equipment and this, you know, I was supposed in two weeks time, we were supposed to be going to film our first abroad wedding in France. And like, we had all these like things planned in, you know, I was supposed to be like six weddings deep already this year. And like, you know, all of that has obviously halted. Um, so yeah, the reason I was kind of wanting to do this little series is just to like, mainly so people don't like kind of forget about what you know what I mean? Like we've, we've, we've spent a year trying to like kind of make good first in, initial impact and stuff. And then, you know, I don't want to undo all of that work just by, like, kind of sitting back, you know. Um, so that was the, the main reason, just so, like, people still know that we're here and things like that, you know. Would you like to let people know the name of it so they can add it on Instagram? Yes. Hello there, films. Represent. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a tote bag? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Next time I come, Leeds, you and Ricky are getting one. Hey, Ricky's in group. <laughs> Shout out, Ricky. Shout, Shout out, out, Ricky. Um, so is one of the blessings as well, being able, and this is this is what I, I really want to get into nuts and cranny of, right. is how do you know when you want to film and when you're not overkilling? So in this moment now, right, you're creating mm-hmm. a narrative of what's going on through the, the lockdown with the social distancing and you're almost yeah. um, documenting it, basically. But how do you get not overly keen so let's take away the world that we're in right yeah yeah when you're out and about do you not just want to get everything as you oh that'd be an amazing shot that but you you, it takes time to get set up so i'm I'm sort of wondering how you you get the two 
how do you, how do you know what you want to shoot, but not just be one of those like, ah, this could work, this could work. Like, how do, yeah. how do you get the two? I don't know. It's hard because like, I take my camera pretty much everywhere with us. Like, our camera is always on us, and if I haven't got my camera, I've obviously got my phone, which I'll film some stuff on. Um, it it totally just depends. Like, if it's, if if it's something that I know that. I'm quite good at real life, like, you know, if something goes past and I'll be like, right, I'm never going to be able to get my camera out in time to film that. I'd rather just take a, you know, visual memory of it right now and be like, fuck, I've seen that earlier on. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's something you just kind of got to get used to, I think. Do you feel like on the back of that, moments that you sort of keep in the bank, so to speak, are you wanting to get into filmmaking as well and then is that where you've just got this this vault of different scenes where you're like oh that I didn't get to capture that but that could work pretty well yeah so if I miss something it's always like right keep that in mind write a note down like we know tap on my phone is just full of that kind of thing you know like even if it's just like right I could think of something to go and film there you know if I go for a walk and stuff and we're like you know going past um wedding venues and stuff like that you can kind of you can do little recce's to be like, oh, we could take a wedding couple like here for like a little wander and stuff, just to get some like kind of time away from the hustle and bustle of the actual wedding day. Um, and you can do that just by wandering about, or like you know, it's, oh, well, I could put them behind the tree or in front of the tree or in front of this fence or like in this archway or next to this building and stuff like that. So it's just trying to like the mind of a creative man. It's it's bonkers. Like you've just got to try and like bank everything and. Yeah, if you can't, I'll often take photographs of stuff and just keep them on my phone and be like, right, that's worth revisiting, you know. Um, in terms of actual filmmaking, I, I was supposed to be shooting a uh, horror film this year, but that got kind of like knocked oh. back. Um, and I've got a couple of scripts that I'm like kind of looking at at the minute. But obviously, <laughs> kind of shooting out with the minutes, you know. So, um, yeah, it's definitely something I want to get into, at least like... Just to say I've done it, even if I don't even, even if I don't enjoy it, you know, like just to do one narrative film would be pretty sick, you know what I mean? Well, Pete's in the group, Pete yeah. Trivanovich, and uh, he says, "Can he have a t-shirt?" But yeah, um, God, let's get some t-shirts printed first. But we, when when he was on uh, the show, we were speaking about very you know, talented dude, hundred percent. He yeah. is definitely, definitely, and. Um, what we were discussing is what went into make busking turf wars. Yeah, yeah. So do you ever feel like you could step in? Because what was what was really cool speaking to Pete was if he hindsight's a beautiful thing, and if he would have looked back at how long it would have taken to do busking turf wars, it might have mm -hmm. put him off initially. Yeah. And now he loves getting to spend more time on what you get to do with a short to build up to the feature, which I never yeah. thought it would have actually been. So yeah. with yourself, do you feel like when you get into the, the filmmaking world, like you say, it's maybe just to say that you've done it, but will it be mm. short in a short capacity or will it be feature? And also with you being mainly a videographer, are you going to be involved with the whole creation of the producing and the scripts or would you just necessarily turn up and just operate the, the visual element? Mm. Um, so I've I've a massive interest in um, in like the entire filmmaking like world anyway, like from initial ideas to storyboarding to like animatics and then um, you know, 
you know, the production team and then having everyone on the actual team work together. Like I've worked on a couple of kind of short films with some friends and I work with a bunch of them kind of up in Newcastle, like in the Northeast, um, you know, some narrative music videos and stuff like that. And I was always, it was, it was always like a, it was such a fresh kind of environment and everyone had like their own job. You know, and because like with, with wedding films, you've got like, you know, I know I shoot with Charlotte, but you know, you've got to be, you know, you've got to be, you've got to organize all the meetings. You've got to be a salesperson. You've got to be a web designer. You've got to be, you know, an editor, a producer, all of that stuff. But like the narrative side of it's always been like really interesting to me because it's such like a team effort, you know, um, that side of it's always been really interesting. And yeah, I, I try, I try and probably do too much at once, but I've kind of got like the hindsight of Pete making a um, making a feature length film before he wants to start making more shorts, and he's like, "No, I'll never do that again." And like all my pals have all said the same, like they'd they'd want to try and get like if they want to get funding for say a feature film, you make like um, you know a short for it. It's called um, uh, oh, I can't remember um, concept shooting for concept or something like that. Uh, and it's basically say if your idea has got substance to be made into a feature film, so you have like a five ten minute short, and then go to you know some people with some money and be like, right, this is the short. Are you interested in seeing more? You know, um, so maybe do a scene to capture a minute of the imagination of what it is, and then give yeah, them a pitch with a storyboard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, we still have to have like beginning, middle, and end. We still have to kind of like gather you know people's interest and stuff, but. Um, yeah, proof of concept. There you go, Pete. Here he is. Here he is. Would you, you think you'd ever work with Pete? I could see you two collaborating. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, because Pete's like mad. Like his like actual storytelling ability is really really good. Like Boscan Turf Wars was mint, and um, yeah, I'd lo I'd love. So yeah, Pete, give us a shout if you want an extra camera up. I'll run around making you cups of coffee or something. <laughs> <laughs> I really love and um, for anybody who's not aware. Uh, me and Craig, um, he's been involved helping me and my business partner, Ricky, for IB, which is industry boxing events. And uh, Craig creates the whole like pre-video teasers, but then you also tell like these wrap-up stories of like, and, and of the actual event. And what I really love is like, I really love the shots and it's, it's real got cool cinematography to how you actually capture those and tell those stories. But I also love the way that the music as well, the way that you edit to the music as well. Like, I think that's such a, a skill that you, that you really have. Thanks. That's it. There's no question. That's it. Good night, everybody. Bye. See you later. No, do, you, do you find like um, when you get into the filmmaking process of it, like, and it is such a collaborative team effort, but, what what would what would be your strongest roles that you'd like to take on within that? Because editing's uh, another strong asset, but then you know, as you say, it's it's different people doing their their roles. So which would yeah. you prefer out of them all to to sort of be editing editing into? Uh, I know that's difficult, man. Because like I really love the editing aspect of it. Like I like going into like a bit of an editing cave and being like, right, I've got five hours worth of footage, and you need to make something that's six minutes long and make sure it's not boring and it needs to have some kind of narrative structure to it, even if there isn't anyone, you know, talking on screen. It needs to have some kind of build-up, some kind of climax, and then some kind of, you know, kind of outro. Do you know what I mean? Um, just just so, to pause on that before you uh, elaborate on that answer, mm -hmm. um, 
is that something that beforehand you're already pre-planning what the narrative is or does that come across through what you capture well in terms of like the iba stuff you'd always kind of rely on um if there was rematches and stuff you kind of you were building music up to you know that point of like the actual rematch going on or you know you'd obviously have like you know i like doing a lot of setup and stuff and uh like the the kind of the build-up's always really good to kind of build this kind of tense experience and suspense you know what i mean yeah 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 definitely and it kind of like because ivy is always in these kind of like really grand places you can really show them off as well you know and like people don't expect you know you to put a boxing ring in you know the town hall and leeds and stuff like that you know so it's good to kind of play with that kind of uh false kind of perception that you'd have yeah definitely and then, sorry, I know I interrupted, but... I can't, the, I can't remember the, what the question yeah, was. So, so the, the, which sort of roles would you feel you'd be best suited to with everybody having their different parts when you step to a firm? What, which would you be the one that you'd want to run with the most? Uh, I love, like... I really, really enjoy, like, pre-production, like, trying to figure everything out beforehand. Even though with weddings, that's not really feasible. You know, you... You get to know your couple and stuff like that. You get to, like, figure out, like, their likes and dislikes and kind of what you need to concentrate on on the day. Um, but when it comes to, like, actual narrative stuff, I do like the plan inside of it, you know. Um, I mean, I say that now. I've not actually worked on a big narrative production, so it might, you know. But I like that side of it, and I like, I like being kind of, like, on set and, you know, getting into the mix and, yeah, probably, like, being a camera operator would be pretty sick so do you feel could you leave somebody to edit your own use of the stuff that you've captured uh so when i do like kind of commercial work we have to hand it off to an editor and that was kind of really strange to start off with because um with weddings i you know me and charlotte shoot everything and then i edit everything i watch everything that we get at that wedding and you kind of learn, like, you know, all right, well, we can kind of, we can definitely use this, won't use this, but you kind of remember what you've been shooting. But editing something that you haven't touched is kind of like, it's strange because you haven't got, like, a kind of emotional connection to it, you know? You can be a lot, a lot more ruthless with that. Whereas when it comes to weddings and stuff, it's like, all right, I remember, like, the, the groom cracked a joke at this point. of like, right, I know, like, the angle's not the best, but it needs to go in. Um... In terms of handing my footage off to someone else, I'd just be so worried the thought it was really messy, so I'd probably not do it. Like, <laughs> I, I've always found that really, really weird because, you know, when you are shooting, you're shooting with the sort of final piece in mind. Yeah. So when you do have to hand it off, obviously you might have a certain way that you want to shoot, but then someone might have a completely different editing style. So yeah. that's something that's always thrown me with post, with how people are able to hand it over and just trust. I, I personally think the editor should maybe be on set, or if definitely not on set, then somebody who's been on set should be with the editor. Yeah. I mean, in bigger productions, you might have like the director being sat with the editor because that's, you know, they want to get their idea across the best and the editor could just take it and run with it and completely like you know give the wrong kind of you know final product if you, if you know what i mean uh but good editors are just that man like they're class and they they know what to do and they you know they get brief before that as well so um yeah i've kind of edited videos since i was like 14 so I've, i do love it 
I'd have to do it if, I, if I'd have to love it for me to do it for like, oh my God, like 17 years or something. What? I mean, off and on, like I did animation at uni, um, but then I came back to it because, yeah, loved it, man. It's good. Have you, are you still uh, developing that side, the animation? I didn't know you, you, you had a base in, in animation. Yeah, so I did graphic design at uni um, and kind of specialised in motion graphics. Um, I do. I did really enjoy it because you've got like, what I like about animation is you've got complete creative freedom. You know, you can like, anything that's in your head, you can create, you know what I mean? You don't need something that looks similar to it. You can just make it, you know, if you've got, you know, you can do some basic Photoshop stuff and do some 2D animation and just get it done, boom, right, like that. And it's like amazing. Uh, I remember the first time I did stop motion animation and I was just like, like mind blown at the possibilities that you can do, you know? Is that and what then, they use in South Park or they used to use in the early episodes anyway? Uh, yeah, it's a bit more complex now, but it's all like two, flat 2D animation and stuff, yeah. Um, the principles are still the same in South Park, but they've kind of ran with the idea a little bit, I think. Like, <laughs> uh, The thing that I love about that, though, is like, you know, you've got the total creative freedom, but at the same time, I'd be at uni spending a week doing something and it, I would have, at the end of the week, I'd have 10 seconds yeah. You know what I mean? And it would be like, right, okay, that's, it's definitely tedious and I still love it, but it's, um, yeah. So basically the reason I'm not doing it is I couldn't find a job back up in Newcastle doing animation and that's why I kind of got back into video production and then started filming weddings and then, mate, weddings are class, you know, like, and you know what I'm like, I'm an old school romantic anyway, so like, weddings <laughs> are like, weddings is the perfect thing, man, so... And, um, Do you, is there a lot of pressure on weddings? There must be. There must be for, because you're capturing the most special day of two people. Yeah, I mean, you, def you definitely can't ask the bride to kiss the groom for the second time. You, know what I mean? yeah. you, <laughs> you don't have to. But I kind of, I kind of buzz off the pressure of it though, really, because like it forces you to get creative as well. Like a lot in of a sense of do you, sorry in, in a sense of do you have to switch up how you shoot the weddings or can you have a sort of template oh, because yeah, it's new got... people yeah so you've got we'll always meet up with couples before you know before we shoot the wedding um sometimes they're locked in for like a kind of pre-wedding shoot where we interview them and stuff like that so you can kind of figure out like if they're a little bit camera shy and where you need to place the camera and stuff like that um you just need to think about basic things like how can i make this person look the best like depending on what kind of what side you know we're going to stand on and stuff but with weddings it's all about adapting man you've got to like it, so much goes can go wrong on a wedding day that you've just got to kind of like accept it and roll with it you can kind of try and plan it out and everything but it just doesn't work like that um so it's all about like just adapting and try, just trying to figure it all out on the day you know but at the same time, I buzz off the pressure of that because it forces you into these creative situations. Like, right, a wedding venue that you've kind of looked at on Google Maps and all of that kind of stuff. And you'd be like, right, this is where I'm going to place these three cameras. Charles going to be there. I'm going to be there. One at the back. And then you get there and the venue manager is like, you can't stand there. And it's like, right, okay. You can either like fret about it or just be like, right, sound, this is where I'm going to go because it's going to keep him happy and... I need him to keep me. I need to keep him happy because he's feeding me later on. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty cool, and I suppose off the back of that, what I was sort of uh, thinking is, with with weddings, 
Mm -hmm. that you know it's such a an in inclusive sort of it, it, this is such a crazy this is a proper bar <laughs> this you read it it's such a inclusive exclusive party because it's inclusive for everybody that's there but it's exclusive because you can't just wander in so how do you submerge yourself into that world do you ever feel that you have to be noticed because obviously you're capturing it and people know you're there but you also have to be hidden so yeah. that people are faking their reactions for the camera. Yeah. So it's something that we've worked at for a while. And me and Charlotte, I mean, Charlotte currently has bright orange hair. I'm six foot four. We're not like the most inconspicuous couple. Do you know what I mean? Um, but at the same time, we, we kind of stand off and kind of like just not hide because that makes it sound like a bit weird and a bit creepy. But you kind of just stand back and watch what's going on and... You can't, you know, just figure out, you, you can tell when someone's going to, it's all about preempting stuff, so you can tell when someone's going to laugh because you can tell on the face, you know, it's so right, right, point the camera that way, right, bang, get that, move on. Um, anyone with wrinkles, you know, point the camera at them because they love being on camera, you know. Um, yeah, you just kind of got to, so we say that we're feeling like in a very unobtrusive way, like we don't, we, we like to get more natural reactions to stuff. So we'll, we'll sit back, we'll put like a longer lens on and stuff. Um, we'll get like the kind of the vibe of the party going on, um, and we're very we don't really do any kind of posey stuff with the couples. We'll work with the photographer, um, and we might say to the couple like, right, can we go outside, go for a little wander for like five five minutes or something? But that's kind of the only pose and stuff that we do. The rest of like, if you've seen any of our films, it's all quite natural anyway. Like you, you document it as as it's going on, you know. Um, in terms of blending in, you've just got to like. I don't know, chat to people and just kind of like blend in and, um, you know, I think talking to, talking to the friends and stuff and the, the best men and the, um, like the bridal party, as long as you check, get chat to them fairly early, you know, it's pretty good because like, you know, they'll kind of, you know, they'll not walk away when you go and stand next to them, you know, you'll feel, you kind of feel comfortable and straight away. And I think that's testament to like, me and Charlotte have both worked in bars like, throughout my life until like, you know, five years ago or something. And I feel like that's definitely kind of helped because like, you know how to talk to people, you know how to, you know, have a conversation with a stranger, you know? Um, and yeah, just being like nice to people in that, man. Like people often uh, kind of mistake with the photographers as well because the cameras are really small. We don't take a lot of equipment with one and stuff. Um, you know, I, I, I take a whole lot more equipment to IBE with it. <laughs> So, yeah, that's kind of it, man. Just just cracking on with everyone and having a good time. Like, we genuinely love weddings as well, so that definitely makes it easier. Uh, are we going to so. lean on from the equipment side of it? You know, you could be, what, on site for 12, 16, 18 hours yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Like, so do you try to pack light because of that reason, because you want everything that you're on the go? Yeah, so Charlotte just carries one camera. She doesn't even carry, like, a bag or anything. Well, then I'll take... A, like a, a satchel with a couple of extra lenses and we'll have like a little station set up like a battery charging station and stuff like that um but yeah i think if you turn up you know for first thing in the morning and you turn up like where the bridal party's getting ready and you turn up with a muckle backpack and like two rolling bags and they're just like jesus christ what you do you know how, it's just it's just too intense and it's really intimidating whereas if you go if you go in it looks like you're not really carrying anything. You've got a camera like in your hand by by your waist. It's like, all right, sweet, is that it? You know? Yeah. Um, 
and it just it's it's all about making feel people feel as comfortable as possible like we're very understanding in that like it's not most people don't get you know a team to follow them around for the day and document them for a day do you know what i mean uh i know <laughs> some people really want that but most people you know aren't used to that at all which is totally understandable you know it's not natural so you've, you've kind of just got to make people feel as comfortable and as relaxed as possible and that's when like the true good stuff comes out you know like especially after like one or two shandies as well um <laughs> that's when like the the real kind of raw emotion comes out you know and that's what it's what we live for so yeah how do you balance the um wanting to get off in a sense of you've got what you've got the first dance but you know that more wild scenes are going to come probably two yeah. or three hours after like how how do you fit that uh so we we i mean i'm not you know i don't want to slate other people who do this but we never leave like straight after the first dance like our films are very much unless the couple aren't very party central unless unless they're not bothered will you know we'll always make a massive thing of the nighttime as well because i think uh, that's sometimes underplayed in a lot of videos that i've seen and a lot yeah. of weddings that i've been to as well yeah man like people want people want to see dancing because everyone's like everyone's loose by then do you know what i mean everyone yeah. wants to show off a little bit and to be honest we just get like in amongst the dancer like the best footage that i've got is just like honestly just holding me camera like that getting right in the mixer like we filmed a wedding in October last year and there was a Kaylee band on and that was like the sickest thing ever, man. Like it was What's so much fun. Band? It's like a Scot it's traditional Scottish um kind of Celtic dancing with uh with a band. I might have completely like described that completely like incorrectly there, but I think that's what it means. Uh you know, there's like violin and guitarist, drums and all that, and it's absolutely sick. Um and we were just getting right in amongst it and like elbows were flying and stuff and like I was always getting walked away with like two black eyes by the end of the night you know and uh, but it's good because you get like it, it, if it's been a particularly wild party you'll film it in a certain way you know like I'll make it look like you know with a don't want to get like too technical but like make it look stuttery if it's been like a really wild party and you, you know it, it kind of it, it shows off what what was happening at that time you know and then you'll you'll film some stuff in slow motion because you want to be able, like anyone anyone wants to see the grandma getting spun around in slow motion do you know what i mean <laughs> like and that's what that's it mate. You just look for those kind of moments and just get involved and you know I, th I think it's when videographers especially get a lot of bad rep for kind of turning up and not talking to people and have all of this equipment in looking a little bit weird, a little bit, you know, creepy, just kind of sitting around the corner and stuff. And I think, like, if you just apply yourself and get to know people and create these kind of little relationships during the day, then you get the best out of people later on, you know? That's cool, man. And uh, last few from me, and one of them is, you mentioned the name Charlotte, so for everyone who's watching, that's your wonderful <laughs> missus, who also shares her birthday with my mum, yeah, my, yeah, yeah. my shelf for that. Um, Where's her sort of involvement coming to it? Has she always been keen in the videography side and the filming side, or has it just been something where it's just worked? You know, coming with you on on sites and then and then getting into it a bit more. Uh, so Charlotte's an amazing photographer. Um, she always has been, um, and 
we had a very, very short-lived um, kind of party planning business a few years ago. Uh, and it, it was like we were both still working full-time and it didn't really work out and stuff. But it was nice, you know, and we realized we could work together, which was pretty sick, to be honest, because a lot of people can't work with a better half, do you know what I mean? Um, and then when it was at the second wedding I ever shot, it was the first paid wedding that someone approaches about, got like 300 quid for it. And I said, Charlotte, I was like, right, I need, I need your help. Do you want to come and shoot this with us? And she was like, yeah, yeah, sounds. And then on that morning, this was like, well, this was well before Hello There Films was a thing. Um, and we had like teach her how to like, you know, she, I, kn I knew that she knew like composition and framing and stuff like that. Um, but it's just like, right, where's, where's the record button rather than the shutter button, do you know what I mean? And then we just kind of, from there, just, she just went like strength to strength. And every wedding that we do, I've been like, being able to be more reliant on her, which is like, which is pretty sick. And she's, she's never really had any kind of um, interest before this in making films. And now she's just like, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And I can really rely on her for certain shots, which is like, you know, which is perfect. That's what, what's great about having two people is that you have two angles of everything that's going on. You know, we'll take a third camera for certain things like ceremony and stuff like that. Um, but it means we can split up as well, you know, like Charlotte can get the more kind of uh, intimate bride prep stuff where it's... I was going to say, is that another asset? Yeah, man, massively. Like, it, it means you can get more kind of... She's She's got a lot of stuff before where the, you know, the the mother and the mother-in-law is like helping the bride at the dress. And, you know, there's been like some tears and there's been some stories being told. Which, if I was there, it would have been completely different, you know? Mm. Complete, completely different vibe. And it's ace that, you know, she's got this kind of personality where people feel comfortable in front of her. Like, you, you know, you know her as well. Like, you just feel totally at ease when you're talking to her. And, um, yeah, I think that's kind of, like, definitely our USP going forward for the business is to try and rely upon that a little bit, you know? Because um, the stuff, like... You can get wedding films pretty cheap these days and we're not, you know, we're definitely not cheap, but like, I feel like that side of it, we've definitely got like, um, not a leg up because that sounds awful, but like, it's definitely like a unique selling point. Do you know what I mean? There's not many people, there's, there's plenty of husband and wife teams do it like all over the world, but definitely, I, I can't think of any in the northeast of England, definitely, so. Fair play, man. The final one from me then is uh, one of the things which was really cool when we had a we had a proper top chat over over week, didn't we? Like, yeah, was man, probably it was good, when yeah. This, this was all like booting up and that, and like I, I felt like infused after it as a creative because yeah. we were just both in the whoa, like everything that we sort of had planned is not coming through. What do we do? <laughs> but we lifted each other up. And another thing that you said is that there was like a collective of. Um, wedding vid videographers as well and you were sort of yeah. in a, a bit of a, a crew or a group like mm -hmm. is that how it feels does it feel like there's a bit more of a, a union up there rather than the com not competitive side i don't think that's the right word but do you feel like there's more people in there in the same boat that you can lean on and share experiences which is making it a bit more bearable what's happening and then also have you all had a, a chat to predict off or see what is the fallout of this when it picks back up so about six seven months ago i got invited to um be part of this kind of northeast photographer and videographer kind of group called 
the Breakfast Club, like Shadow Breakfast Club, they're absolutely class. Um, and it's not in any way competitive. It's just about like, you know, asking people like you've got problems, questions, you know, you've met, you know me, I, I, I ask stupid questions, but I don't know the answer. Do you know what I mean? Because, you know, it's the only way you're going to learn. Um, and that group, you know, has been like really, really quite sick in terms of um, making us feel comfortable in this because being self-employed, man, it's, it's, it's hard work and it's pretty scary, especially at this time. Um, but yeah, like they kind of just invite us in and then every, so before obviously all this kicked off, uh, we'll meet up once a month for like a breakfast somewhere in Newcastle, like the Northeast, something else we've got like Durham, Millsborough, whatever. And it's just kind of, on teas. Yeah, man, definitely. Shout shout out Red Car when we go up that way. <laughs> uh so yeah, it's that's it's that's pretty great because you've got this kind of outlet. If you if you are stressed about things, um you can just ask, you know, and people give you like a good, honest answer. And they're very open to talk about if you're feeling down, if you've got, you know, this is a really, really difficult position to be in, you know, like we work in an industry where you never, ever, ever, very rarely would you ever get repeat clients, you know? So you've got mm. people who... Uh, That's a really interesting... Oh, yeah. It's you won't hard, think about man. it. Like, you won't think yeah. about it until you said it. So you've got you've to apply. So most people, when you have like this kind of service industry, you've got repeat clients. So you, you do the first two jobs for them. Then you become reliable, you know? Now you've got to like approach every single couple that, you know, even inquires is a completely new, you know, and... And you've you've got you've got to respect the fact that they've never done this before, which is you know it's pretty it's pretty crazy really. Um, but yeah, Breakfast Club's been really really sick in terms of putting me at ease, especially over the last kind of like say seven or eight months since I've been involved. Um, you know, we'll just like send each other stupid memes and that. Like um, we had like a, a Zoom call like a few weeks ago when we did like a, a, like an online Breakfast Club type thing and just. Uh, yeah, just talk to each other like every day and just, um, you know, refer people and stuff like that if we can't do certain jobs. Um, and it's a good way to meet some of the people that, like, I've genuinely looked up to as well, you know, like some of the photographers and some of the, the filmmaking people that I speak to, like, on a daily. Like, I've looked up to them for years, you know, which is pretty crazy, you know. So, but it's been it. It's been a good, like, kind of personal experience for that. So, yeah. Good man, good man. I think that's us, you know. Would you like to just sort of wrap up again by telling people where they can find you and uh, where they can hit you up? Yeah, definitely, man. So uh, Hello There Films is my wedding filmmaking company. Uh, that's where, you know, everything's getting concentrated at the minute. And uh, I also do freelance filmmaking as well. So uh, if anyone wants to just get at Craig Crouchman if they want any work done and stuff. Um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. HelloThereFilms.com. If you're getting married, give us a shout. <laughs> and also, Pete's come through. So he says, great chat, top advice on the weddings. And also, Pete, the collaboration. We want the yes, collaboration. Yes, get, get us involved, man, definitely. <laughs> oh, and uh, Hilly says, how are you, Craig? <laughs> shout out, Hilly, every time. Now, Craig, thank you so much for agreeing to do this. No worries, man. Thanks for um, Amazing chat, brother, as always. Say I'll do it, Charlotte, for me as well, well do, man. Mate. Stay thanks safe in this time, yeah? Take care, mate. Take care. Peace. See you later on. Ah, Sabia, before you go, Sabia says, big love you two champions and that force, Charlotte. <laughs> it's definitely a force, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Bless keep you. Just keeping this in check, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy, brother. Stay Take safe, care, Ben. Man. See you later, man. Bye-bye. So there you are, our third chat of today with Craig Crouchman. I wanted to speak to him, as you just saw, about how starting a new business and how you get sort of to where you are within a specific industry like the wedding industry, but also overall being a, a videographer in that way of life. So yeah, that was a good chat, man. I've had two previous chats. If you've just stopped on, so I spoke with Marco from Bundabus, and then I spoke with Rob Chadwick, who is a director at Jukebox PR. They are currently up on my Instagram lives now. And then any of the videos, including this one, what I do is I upload them on my YouTube channel, which is Pop Cult Sheet. So you can see all the back catalogue of over 30 people now over the past three or four weeks that I've done. So definitely go check those out because there are a lot of uplifting and optimistic chats that are on there. I'm going to be chatting in 15 minutes with Gemma, who's going to be speaking about the entertainment side from an actor's and presenter's point of view. And then my final chat of the day is with James Guy, who is the head on show of King of the Hills, which is a social media platform for up and coming urban and grime MCs to get noticed through videos and just build up their online um, output, basically, and get, get all eyes on them. So those are the two final chats. So make sure you bring it back with me at six o'clock with Gemma. Other than that, peace and light to you and yours.